0: What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Action Movie Anatomy on the Popcorn Talk Network. This is Gone in 60 Seconds, the seminal action movie classic from the year 2000, possibly the last great action movie in the original pantheon of amazing 80s and 90s action movies. This is going to be a great show, stick with us guys, we'll see you in just a
1: second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Oh! What's up, everybody?
0: Listen, to that Moby—that's what this is, right? It's Moby. This is Moby. He's in every great action movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. From this era, it was like it was like edgy to put Moby in your movie. I like that we're both yeah. only thinking of Born Identity. Yeah, there's no it, other movie. <laughs> but like, there were two within hey, a few years ago. Those are two big ones, and there's two good songs. Uh, this is Action Movie Anatomy, guys. We guys are on the Popcorn Talk Network, and we're talking Gone in 60 Seconds today—the Michael Bay movie that wasn't a Michael Bay movie. No. Um, and also not the guy that directed Con Air because. Both of them feel like they yeah, should be. Conner is movies. definitely a Michael Bay movie, but it's not. Yeah, they're both yeah. movies. They feel like they should be Bay. Yeah. Uh, and so this is from the year 2000. This is episode I think 48. I believe so. Uh, we're getting right, right up to that 50 mark. I'm your host Ben Bateman. This is this is my co-host. Look at his tie. His name's Andrew Guy. Yes. Well, you know, it was it was my birthday this last week, yeah. so I had to I had to spice it up a little bit. It was good. Mama's in town. You know, it was good. Did a lot of drinking, a lot yeah. of eating this weekend. I know the feeling. I drank. One of the best scotches I've had in my entire life. Do you remember which one it was? I think it was Aberlane 16. Oh, Aberlane's great. It's amazing. Aberlore, you mean. Aberlore. Yes. Aberlore. <laughs> I drank a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> Aberlore 16 it while watching Gone in Sixty Seconds last night. And it was awesome. Glorious. Glorious. Uh, so so Andrew's birthday was yesterday. It was yesterday. Their official yeah. birthday was yesterday. Yeah. And I experienced Korean barbecue for the very first time. I couldn't I can't believe we haven't yeah. done that. We've I been know. best friends for a long time and that's yeah. my favorite food. I am Korean, by the way, yeah. and yeah, just big—it's just big piles of greasy, delicious meat, just amazing. With all kinds of dipping sauces and like rice papers and things. Did you love it? I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yes. Okay. Good. We'll be—we'll be going back. <laughs> I was a fan. Uh, we have a special guest in the room. Would you like to introduce the special guest? Yeah. I, I know the cameras aren't framed too well right now. My mama, but my mom is here. Mrs. Sue Peck is here. I'm very excited that she's here. She hang, came in. Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. She came and hung out all week. She was in my improv show on Monday night. I was born on stage. While she was there, we we interviewed her at the beginning of the show, and then we did a like a twenty five minute set. It was it was awesome. You it was were there. was wonderful. I need to tell you about. It, it. was very funny. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. Uh, so thanks for being here, mom. And I'm I've only seen this movie like two or three times. Ever ever really yeah.
1: Last this time is was like, like a fourth
0: time. Oh, see, this is to me. So we're the same age, and mm-hmm. to me, the movies that you. Um, in middle school, your teachers would show on days that you didn't have a lesson plan. Right, or like th- those were movies that were like very clearly like the safe movie that everybody liked at the time that were yeah. sort of appropriate for the audience. So to me, this is one of those movies. Like where... Never too offensive. Yeah. Never too much. We watched October Sky a lot of times in seventh grade. You know, the first time I ever saw Fight Club was in my theater class on one of those days, and that's my that's teacher like <laughs> the scene when Marla Singer and Brad Pitt are just like going at it like yeah. a rabbit shoot. Her face turned like bright red. She's yeah. like, "We need to fast forward through this part. This Pro- part only. Probably not a great movie to show to kids. Yeah, um, but this." This was that movie for me. This was like I, I remember this. got played a lot, like on the ski bus and stuff like that. The what? The ski bus. You didn't have the ski bus. What is a ski bus? Like like they, to go skiing? Yeah, you. They, oh the oh bus yeah, would yeah. Take you to school. i wasn't sure you had like a special program. <laughs> <about> <laughs> you were on the ski bus. <laughs> Everybody rode the ski bus. The short. Everybody it was a really the short ski bus. bus. <laughs> Uh, anyway so this movie Gone in 60 Seconds to me is an absolute classic this is sort of right at the end of that original era uh, of action movies and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second and before we do I should remind everybody that of course we are on iTunes Uh, if you guys give us ratings and reviews it helps a tremendous amount to uh, have us stay high in the standings so we can continue to provide free content for you of course we are on Twitter I'm Ben Bateman Media and this is uh, I am at Andrew Guy. Someone just said happy B Day baby girl to me. That's great. Yeah, that's sweet. You're wearing pink. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, at Andrew Guy on Twitter. Sorry about that. If you guys want to interact or shout out at us or anything like that. Uh, also, the podcast itself has a Twitter. We're trying to build it. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we post sometimes movie news and things like that. And then also, we post things from the show. We're that's trying a, to get better about it. Yeah, we're trying to get better about it. That's at AMA Podcast. And of course, The Popcorn Talk. At The Popcorn Talk is the network. So do all of those things. Uh, and then lastly, there's a brand new show you guys need to check out. It's called The Tomorrow Show. Kevin Undergaro is having uh, an on-camera midlife crisis with uh, cute girls in Star Trek costumes, and that's the the basis of the show. Marie Menounos pops in and out. It's very fun to watch. It's on Mondays and Thursdays from 7 to 9, thetomorrowshow.com. Check it out. Oh, you know Um, what? we got one more thing, too. Uh, A good friend of ours who has been on our show numerous times just had a huge break this week miss kathy kelly oh kathy kelly yeah she is. yeah congratulations congratulations to kathy kelly she's now one of the what the main spokespeople for wwe is that what's i, yeah, I don't know it's
1: it's a wrestling thing yeah I, i'm like I, i'm like so dis- she is an on-air correspondent for wwe's uh digital market as well as uh some television There yes. you go.
0: so that's amazing um it's i've been liking and reposting all the things on twitter yeah, and, and it's cool
1: because she's been on our show a couple times she's just
0: one of the sweetest people i've met so. she's very sweet congratulations to kathy cupcake uh At Catherine Kelly, tweet at her. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, So let's get into the show. Guys, this is Action Movie Now. We talk about action movies on the show. And the way we do it is that the movies we talk about, aside from being made after 1981, adhere to four basic rules. That is rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. Rule number two, I think he definitely Memphis Reigns. With a name like that, Randall Reigns. Randall Reigns. Memphis Reigns is a sweet name. Yeah. It's a really good name. Raymond Kalitri and Memphis Reigns are probably two of the greatest hero and villain names ever. Yeah, yeah. If you were going to, like, in a test tube hero villain combo names. Raymond Khalidri is completely wasted on this Raymond guy. Kalitri. Raymond Khalidri. I would even throw in
1: Roland Castleback as an awesome cop name, too. Oh, yeah. that's
0: true. That's true. Delroy Lindo is quite possibly my favorite part of this whole movie. I, one of my favorite <laughs> things at the very end, and I remember this better than anything, is yeah. when he's like, Brother's Love. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: You're just like, what? You've got me in a predictive remains. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. He's, he's, the, he's, he's the best. He's so good. yeah orlando yeah. yeah. has been in some real good stuff. He's, oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's classic. So uh, that was rule number one, is hero always plays their own rules. Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people in the room. People, villain, beings, things, what have you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... To, to some degree, Del Orlando is, like, the other smartest guy in the room yeah. in, in Cops yeah. and Robbers, and, like, and Kalitri is not. Yeah, is not really smart, but he does know that he has the leverage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's so, never. There's never a moment early on when he's trying to convince Memphis that he's, like, he's not going to do it for me. Yeah, I think I, I think that, that's pretty accurate. Rule number three, the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. I mean, I guess a car thief is a mercenary. You yeah. take, you're taking on a job and stealing. Wait, doesn't he work for the state at that, like, kid's park? No, I no. don't think so. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I don't think so. Which I love that part. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good opening. Yeah, and yeah. then rule number four: the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. There are definitely explosions yes. in this movie. Absolutely. Um, when we get when we get Vinnie Jones blowing up a car, love it against Tony B. He's We're awesome. <laughs> Tony B. Like that whole sequence of Tony B. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, those are the basic four rules of action movie anatomy. We we are going to cue the trailer right now. Um, this is a good trailer for Gone in sixty six. This seconds. is the trailer where he's like. Yeah. Is that yeah. in this one? He does the... Yeah. Let's get to work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> let's get to work. <laughs> 3.2 minutes. Time it took you to get your popcorn.
0: They were trying to get real creative yeah. with this yeah. one.
1: Time it took them. Oh, let's go. Let's go. go. To steal let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Hello, ladies. 60
1: seconds. 60 seconds. Move, move. 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 Go. Come on, sway, Baby. Work your magic.
0: <laughs> Touchstone You're gonna
1: have to go old school. A data shop.
0: It's so always the prodigy. Day. That's said that was the other thing. It's like they were like the popular they're like the popular electronic band at the time. So their songs yeah, show up in all these oh, movies are great North Matrix. Yeah. By the time the first cars reported stolen this, your ship set sail. Do this, we do it my way. Do this, we do it my way. Okay, this is a sucker for a redhead. You break it, you buy it, my friend. That part's sweet. Yeah, that is good. Okay, let's run. Yeah. Okay, okay let's, let's run. Ride. It's always like so over exaggerated to yeah, do it, but it's better that that. It's Nick Cage. Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds. We don't really have a Nick Cage in, in this day and age. Like, we don't really... No. Like, like the person I used to recast him, I think, is kind of close. And yeah. I think you can agree, because I think you've used him for something like this before. Yeah. It's hard to come up with a Nick Cage. It's I think it's also funny that, like, around this era of Cage, the world wasn't exactly sure what we had yet. They didn't know how crazy that he was. Yeah, because he's on his descent here, in my mind. This is like this is like the very front end of it. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about his career. So uh, let's let's uh, let's let's go with our action movie tagline. Now, I, I struggled to think of a good action movie tagline. I came up with one in the car on the way here that I liked yeah. in my head. Right. And, and uh, you forgot it? No, no, I think I have it. <laughs> but uh, it uses it uses the f bomb. And if I screw it up, it's just going to sound like I'm cursing uncontrollably. <laughs> D- fuck. <laughs> so why don't you go first, and then I'll see if I have a chance of beating you. All right. So I want to tell you how I started mine originally. Get ready
1: for the ride of your life.
0: That's good, yeah. And then I was like, no. No? What ride of this? No. It's not really <laughs> So then I went to this. Do you like car chases? Pulse pounding car... No. <laughs> I can't read my own writing. Let me start over again. Do you like car chases? Pulse pounding heist, Jaw-clenching thrills? Then tune in to the last 30 minutes of Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's good. It's good. All right, ready? All right, yeah. Here we go. Fuck! <laughs> If stealing cars is poetry, <laughs> then Memphis Reigns was William fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> but a pile of sonnets won't be enough to get his baby brother out from the rocker. Cage, Jolie, a Mustang's never looked so good. That's Gone good. Oh. in 60 seconds. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's good. Okay. That was good. good. <laughs> I didn't mess it up too bad. I said the rocker. It didn't make any sense. What was that? I thought I was thinking like he was going to die or like, something. Is that what you think the crushing machine was called? Is the rocker? Sure, it's not yeah, That's what that. I went for. <laughs> that's what I went for. I like should have said another word, but I was like, I don't have it. I'm just going to say the first word. say rocker. And I'm going to act like I'm going to sell it. So that was my tagline. Do you like cribbages? What? <laughs> Do you
1: like cribbages? Save them from a table.
0: Uh, okay, so those are our action movie taglines if you guys want to... Let us know what yours are. Post them at AMA Podcast or on the live chat on YouTube. We love them. We read them. Yeah, they're very they're very fun. They're um, usually even when better than ours. Even when even when ours are bad, they're still fun. So. Yeah, they're always fun. That's great. So uh, let's get into thesis statement, guys. Uh, this is the part of the show where you come up with a bold <laughs> thought, something Excuse that's me. really strong. That it's it's a big thought about this movie. Uh, something about it It should be the greatest. This the first. This the only time this has ever happened. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And you really have to sell it with conviction. Uh, it should it should be almost rooted in hyperbole. There should be none of this is my favorite performance by this person or or the there was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a movie is this. It should be this is the coolest thing. Or you right. shouldn't be using it. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. I, I sort of, I'm i going to start with mine. Yeah, please. So, originally when we pitched this show, um, in the very beginning, I was trying to figure out what I thought the span of time that we were going to cover movies in were. So, the initial idea was 1981 to 2000. Yeah. So, we were going to have a 20-year run, and that was just going to be that. And the more I thought about it, the more we decided we were going to open up the rules. Yeah, it became a little limiting. Yeah. But my initial thought was that this movie, to me, feels like the end of the original era. This feels like... And it could be our age, but to me this feels like the end of that first run, because if you look at the actors who we loved, you look at the guys that to us are like, sort of in that ultimate pantheon of guys, Right. by 2000, 2001, most of those guys They'd had fallen f- off and they were finishing. Yeah. so like if you look at Cage's next really big action movie, it's national treasure, yeah which feels like even though a lot of people would consider that to be very much in the same world as this, that feels like things had changed. It's so different. yeah, things had shifted. if you look at Willis, it's like uh, Willis's next action movie after this came out was Tears of the Sun, which yeah. is like another one where it's like it just didn't. It's not the same thing. Well, I think one thing about this is that Nick Cage was never really that good at being a hardcore like badass. Yeah. So they started making him kind of an everyman, getting himself out of situations. Right. Like this one's kind of the crossover. It's like, yeah, he used to steal a lot of cars, but he's not really a fighter. But then you can see that he kind of can fight. Yeah. So I think with National Treasure, it was like, yeah, no, this is just like an everyman. Yeah. Can you know? Totally. I mean, it's just it's just a different thing. So we cover movies from all over the place, but for me. Of that that real first run of the '80s and '90s, like this is the end of it, and it makes sense that it's the year 2000. Even even in 2001, Swordfish comes out, and Swordfish you could almost throw in the same category. Yeah. But it's still, like, in my mind, I associate it as, like, the end or a different generation. This, to me, feels like it, this could have been made in 1997. I mean, one thing that that could be is just the fact that Hugh Jackman is the lead in it. Yeah. it's like, he wasn't one of those guys. Not yet, he no. He wasn't, you know, he became one, obviously. obviously Wolverine we right then. Right. But yeah. for, like, us, and you know, there was the Willis's, the, the Gibsons. I mean, we don't need to do the yeah. Schwarzenegger, Stallones, blah, 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 Cruz. He wasn't one of them. So when you start to see, I think, new faces being the New action heroes, yeah, it felt different, even like Terminator 3, which I want to say Terminator 3 came out. That in... one's with Sam Worthington, uh, no, is that that's, the one? that's the fourth one. That's the fourth one. T3 Threes. is, uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger's in T3, that's right. that's the uh, the one with the chick, Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to say, Donica, okay. would you mind, would you mind doing a fact check on that? But I want to say that's like 2003, maybe, or like five. I think it's earlier than that. Okay, I think it's like 2003, maybe 04. But like even that, when I think about that movie, that feels like time had passed. Different movie. Yeah. 2003. 2003. 2003. Nice. Exactly. So that's where I'm saying like 2000, 2001. That's right at the end of it. And this movie to me it is. This feels like this was like the last great action movie. Yeah, I mean even the beginning of this movie, before it gets into the real song, there's like yeah. that like, like yeah. this like nineties yep. feel of music. you're like, oh okay, we're going. We're going back to this time. And then the credits, I mean this we'll get into the director and how he used to do music videos, but the credits being like that, where it's like kind of a James Bond opening with like a music video, yeah. but this one was all stylized and color filtered and all that, it just, that, that's what they did back then, yeah. and it just felt like you're about to watch a movie from that era. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting, and, and watching it, even though I didn't think this was as good of a movie as I remembered it as being, I mean, I never remember this as being a good movie, but this wasn't as satisfying a movie as yeah. I remember it as being. I'm, on the, I'm in the same boat. It still felt like exactly what I remembered it as, yeah. which is like, it, it, it's, like it's the capper to the era that we lived through that mm-hmm. was just before us and our time and maybe we just outgrew it or maybe this era just ended I'm not sure yeah you think about Cruz's movies after 2000 versus Cruise's movies in the 90s mm-hmm. Cruise's movies that we've covered it's like Minority Report it's Last Samurai it's, yeah. it's Collateral oh we need to do Collateral same. yeah Collateral Suite but those are all different that's not it's like not the same thing no it's like not the same at all Mission Impossible 2 that's exactly exactly what talking about. and that's yeah. like 2000 I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure yeah so yeah anyway alright what do you got Alright, so my thesis statement is, so I read a review saying, I don't think I pulled it for this, I, I really hope that I didn't, but um, it was basically, the first movie, because this is a remake, yeah. the original Gone in 60 Seconds was all car chase, all heist, no plot, that's where it suffered. Yeah. Then they said the problem with this movie is that it was all plot, and no car chasing, and no heisting, really. Right. You know, and I totally agree with that, so my thesis statement is, third time's the charm, man, make this movie again, do it now, I don't even give a shit if it's right now do it again with real A-listers Try to put on a real dark gritty version of this movie with sweet car chases intense heists a real bad guy I'll watch this movie again because this movie is sweet you have to steal 50 cars in a day no it's a good idea it's an awesome idea and and the, the whole the whole concept of the of the um uh, a juxtaposition of the younger thieves and the older thieves. there is some humor there. yeah, and if you cast the right people, some of the humor moments they worked. they yeah, actually I mean, played a, in that's I mean they, they do that in all of those heist movies, the oceans movies the score movies. Yeah. There's always the old school way and the new way to do. yeah exactly. you know, and I think that they'd be sweet. I think this movie needs to be remade. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, this was such a fan favorite. No, but you know what they would do? They wouldn't remake it. They'd make a sequel because everybody loved this movie. Yeah, sure. And they could totally make a sequel of this movie. And you could even use all the same people. And I think if yeah, you could. And if you made the sequel to this movie, I'll bet you it would still. But they make like Ryan Johnson directed or something. Yeah, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'd never get Julie in the sequel. No, never. But you would definitely get Cage in the sequel. He'd take that. Absolutely. B.C. would for sure come back. Oh yeah. Uh, Duvall probably wouldn't, and he's probably a little too old. At this point, I would think.
1: Yeah, right. he's right. right. They would probably focus it around the death of his character. Maybe there you yeah. You know,
0: yeah, they'd bring it back. Look at this guy. Duval would die. Duval would be dead, and that's like what? Well, yeah, and he would be in crippling debt. And they were all. They would all have to die to pay his <laughs> debt back. Is that something? <laughs> I just think it'd be sweet, right? Yeah, and no, I would I would totally enjoy a sequel. Yeah, I think I think so. Almost as much as I enjoy that Nick Cage picture. I know. I was like, should I, should I pull No, this picture. This, this is the, is best the picture. One. Yeah. It's the best one. Uh, all right, so let's let's move on to the next part of the show. This is called Fist Pump Moment. So this is the moment in the show where something happens in the movie that you're watching. And maybe it's maybe it's a quiet moment where you're just like, yes, this is
1: fucking awesome. Yeah. Or
0: maybe it's a bigger moment where you're like, Are you seeing this right now? Is anybody else watching what is happening? This is amazing. Yeah. You pick up the phone, you call your buddy, put on Gone in sixty seconds. You gotta see the scene. <laughs> Uh, 57 minutes, 37 seconds in, just watch. Yeah. Just go there now. Go. Trust me. I tr- I'm paused. I'll have I ever you. done you wrong? <laughs> and, have you ever doubted me? Uh, and uh, for me in this one, this is this is one of those ones where it's a very quiet moment for me. Really? Yeah. Mine's like, mine's over the top. I didn't think it would be my fist bump moment, but it was. Okay, so this is, mine is when, uh, when Memphis goes to see his mom in the diner, mm. and he has to tell her that he's going to go take the job, yeah. and the music starts playing and she's like how bad you? did you want her to be Diane Lane oh so bad <laughs> so bad she's like can you get him out and he's like it means doing some things I said I wouldn't do I promise you I'd never do again <laughs> and she's like Whatever you have to do, Randall. <laughs> he just gets to look, and the music's playing. I was just like, "This is so good." I'm totally. Into this, this moment. So into this, I love it. Yeah, dude, mine's with Bullet Tooth Tony when the Humvee, Tony B. Yes, <laughs> oh, no. when he drives the cop car all the way down the ramp. You got, you got. Is X Gon give it to yous His plan? Oh, it's some no, DMX. Song. No, no, uh, uh, y'all gonna make yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> up in here. Like, yeah, <laughs> driving him down the ramp and then pushing him over, like. And I was sitting on the couch, again, drinking scotch. Vinnie Jones, you're right. You said Tony B. Vinnie, B, you're Well, I your call name? him Bullet Tooth Tony. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and he, and like, my buddy Mike and I are sitting there, and it all happens, it goes down, <laughs> he pushes him over the edge, we look at each other, we're like, that was pretty sweet, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was really sweet. <laughs> I was like, that's it, I gotta write that down, because that is a true fist pump moment. Yeah. It would, seems like corny or cheesy, but it was awesome. It's just like one of those scenes in the movie where you, you're, you're like... They just they that never needed to be in the movie because no. there's like the <laughs> the character is essentially just Argyle from Die Hard except like in this movie yeah or every other stereotypical black character that's ever shown up in one of these just movies. just like really really over the top and loud for no reason just like the just the most like very 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 racist action should have characters. been most deaf yeah like <laughs> they, they they've been in some even, even like the robots from Term- from uh, Transformers exactly 2. yeah uh, he does like he's not needed he's only needed to make this movie dumber so people laugh mm-hmm. and then that car and that snake and the 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 whole thing like were the guys that they drove off like undercover cops or something yeah they were cops they like figured out the locations because they just found out where all the cars were yeah yeah, so they were cops and that was their They like kinda make that clear, but yeah, they also yeah. like don't because they look totally inept. They like never pull guns. They like No, like, they do nothing. Yeah, they just get like barreled over. And they just sit there. Yeah. I was like, are these just guys who were interested in what's going on? I, I'm a little confused. <laughs> I wanna go see what this snake Humvee is all about. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um
0: all right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that so that's good. We had we had warring fist bump moments of yeah, different, yeah, very different of different levels. Um, once again, anybody who's following along wants to share yours at AMA podcast, let us know what you think. Um, this movie I think does speak to a lot of people and it is a favorite of I know this is yeah, uh, our a classic our EP Stephen Lemieux this is one of his favorites really he loves this movie I wish oh, he was
1: here yes I wonder uh Donica is, is Stephen in, in house today uh, there's we're doing a big live event for After Buzz TV he might be in later uh, if he is I'll get him on the horn all right all
0: right, all right. excellent should we move into uh, a little bit of char- character star profiles here yeah, I mean, this is such an inter- interesting time in both their careers. Yeah, one's on the way up and one's on the way down. Yeah, one's about to, like, I mean, so Jolie, she just won and Girl Interrupted in 99. Yeah, literally the was, year before, she yeah. won the Oscar. And she also did and Tin and The Bone Collector, all in ninety nine. So she's working. Yeah, because Hackers is ninety five, mm-hmm. and she she gets a big push after Hackers. And that so, was the that was like the first time you kind of took notice of her, right? Yeah, I mean, if, when you think about old Angelina Jolie, that's definitely the movie that I think a lot of people point to, not because she was so amazing in it or anything, but just because it's like a memorable movie that she was in when she was very young. Yeah, and it's the first time you can kind of, it's like that. It's there's that movie Gia that she's in. It's one of those moments. It's the same thing as like the Cameron Diaz moment in The Mask. Yeah, right. You're right, like, yeah, who yeah. are you? Yeah, you yeah. are. Gorgeous. Yeah. You're going to be around, aren't you? Yeah, the interesting thing about Jolie is that it's weird. Like, So Jolie is is, is arguably like one of the definitive actresses of this time, uh, of our whole generation. I know. And then you look at her filmography, and she hasn't done a whole lot for how big she is. It's weird that she's super famous, and she's very talented. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, because my other thesis that I had in mind was that this movie is the most relevant thing she ever did. Which is not really a fair thing to say, because she did so many high-profile projects. Right. But I will say... I think that visually, the way she looks in this movie is more memorable than anything she ever did, if that makes any sense. She's a chameleon, man. She just, there's something about the way she looks in this movie and, like, when she first, like, I almost wanted to pull the scene, when she first rolls out from under the car. Yeah. She's, like, got all that attitude, all the sass. The hair. Yeah. Like, as, as good as she is in Girl Interrupted and she's amazing. Yeah. It's, I don't remember her for that as much as I just, like, remember the way she looks in this movie. I know. And it's, I mean, same thing with, with Tomb Raider. Exactly. Yeah. The first Tomb Raider, like, no one will ever forget <laughs> what Angelina Jolie looked like as Lara Croft. Yeah yeah it's weird and then I mean as she got older she did huge projects I mean things Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Salt and and she ended up directing just crazy talented Um, and I think a lot of people would would probably disagree with me which is why I didn't use that as my thesis I I don't think it's defensible but for me this is such an iconic moment for her do you think if she hadn't had all that crazy stuff with her brother and her dad and Billy Bob and Brad Pitt that she would be even remotely as famous as she is now Yeah, because she's gorgeous, and she started being, like, super, super successful as a young gorgeous gorgeous actress, and then she had the talent to back it up. So you just don't come across – you don't come across actresses who are, like, that, like, sort of earth-shatteringly beautiful that get a break like Girl Interrupted that early. I mean, she couldn't have been more than in her mid-20s or late-20s at that point. Yeah, yeah, early. So when you win the – yeah, early probably. So if you win the Oscar – Donica, can we fact-check that? Is that possible? Yes, sir. How old she was? Yeah, If you win an Oscar that early, like that kind of beauty and talent, because she's not even like like, that'd be like Jennifer Lawrence. If Jennifer Lawrence was as hot as Kate Upton or something like that, winning then, yeah. Or or to rephrase it, because I think like obviously beauty is subjective, but yeah, I I I mean mean, I I think Jennifer Lawrence is gorgeous. Me too. But what I mean about that is like Jennifer Lawrence is that chick where she's really really pretty, and -hmm. then people are like, well, I love Jennifer Lawrence, she's gorgeous. Whereas Angelina Jolie, people are sort of like. She's a, a supermodel. How she went, yeah. Nine? Like she's, a, she, there's, she's incredibly exotic and like she was so unique looking at the time that's too. What I mean, yeah. It's it's a diff, It's just kind of a different animal, and I think that's why her career just kind of skyrocketed. It's weird in some ways. She almost feels like she could have been bigger, but I think she's too I'm, beautiful. I think it worked against her in some see, ways. I think she could have been bigger if she didn't get so sidetracked with all the media bullshit. I think if she would have just like ground away as an actress and done more like. She could she could have won easily more Academy Awards. Yeah, I wish like, she never won another one, but I know she was nominated for a couple more. Changeling—that's the, that's yeah. the other one in '03. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess just those two, and she won in 2000. 2000. Yeah. Uh, all right, so now on the flip side of that, yeah, let's talk about Mr. Cage. So, okay, I tweeted out from our account. That AMA podcast followed, um, that, uh, I can't think of another action drama hybrid five year run as impressive as Cage is ninety five to two thousand. No. Because ninety five he wins for leaving Las Vegas. Yes. Right. 96, 97, 97, he does Connor Face Off the Rock. Yep. Three of like the classic nineties. Like the greatest nineties action movies. Yeah, like basically like the our whole genre we talk about are just defined by that like those three movies. Yeah. Like there's better movies than those in some cases, but The Rock is our show. Yeah. That's you our know, favorite. Like, yeah and then like in there on the tail end you have this movie uh, his three credits here are listed before <laughs> Bringing Out the Dead which is a Scorsese movie which is a weird movie and mm-hmm. not at all like in, in this genre but, but 8mm and Snake Eyes are, are your classic just like they're almost like definitive of, of, of what we think of Nicolas Cage because they're movies we remember watching the trailers for distinctly we remember yeah. them coming out they weren't good but he was so big and so high profile you would watch them Everybody did. Yeah, the Snake Eyes trailer is one of my favorite trailers That's the one ever. With Sinise, right? Yeah, ah, so good. Watch closely. <laughs> the, the, the Snake Eyes trailer. I almost just like want to roll the Snake Eyes trailer right now because I don't think we'll ever do it on the show. Uh, we might be able to, to pull it one day. Yeah, Donica. If there's any, if there's any chance you can, you can uh, work on that. Uh, but no pressure because this is totally irrelevant. But the Snake Eyes trailer is just fantastic. It, oh no, that's the Congo trailer. Um, <laughs> when, how does, how does Sna- oh no, no, Snake Eyes starts so amazing. That's the one where he he's he's like, I'm Rick Santor, I'm Rick Shurl, I'm yeah. Ricky. I'm the king. Yeah, you know, that thing. You're <laughs> so like, what are you? What is happening right now? <laughs> he's like so excited. It's like, but that was the thing about in the '90s, Nick Cage was also able to just get as crazy as he wanted. He wanted to. And Gary Sinise looks over at uh, at Carlo Gugino and he's like, he's like, he's like, what's he say? Something. He's like anything about that look wrong to you (laughs) you're Gary Sinise (laughs) he's like anything look wrong to you He's like, oh man, nothing about that is wrong in any way, or something like that. She's like pretty woman well in a red dress. The whole thing is just like creepy. And weird. Yeah. Yeah, that trailer's fantastic. He gets away with being creepy so much more than he should. Yeah. Just like the choir girl in yeah. face-off. You're like, dude, she's like 17. Yeah, what are yeah. you doing? It was a phantom punch. Um, anyway, eight millimeter I never watched eight uh, millimeter. I did, it wasn't good. Yeah. But so but the Nick Cage run in there is just unbelievable. So I I propose this to a question, anybody who's watching this. Whether or not you watch us live every week and you know our sense of humor, whether or not or you don't. Action-drama hybrid. Somebody who could really actually anchor gigantic dramas and gigantic action movies. Find me a five-year run more impressive than Cage's 95 to 2000. Like, the guys you're going to come up with are guys that we we already love. Guys like Cruise. And with Uh, Cruise, like... Gibson? Maybe. I I mean, I've I've looked at a bunch of them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) 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 Sorry. For me... (laughs) for me like it's it's those 3 at the beginning are just like you have to find me 3 movies that matter as much to this genre <laughs> to to even contend there's no one there's like no one that has like Willis doesn't have the run. there's no one that, that was that good and that bad yeah you know exactly. like maybe no, I was gonna say Crow, but his movies were never straight action. They were just they were action drama, all of them. Like because because Cruise's five year run, you'd be talking about *Jerry Maguire* '96. Mm-hmm. You'd be talking about *MI2* in 2000. <laughs> Which, you, yeah, you'd be. Talk- I mean, even if you wanted to go to *MI1* in '95 and start in '95, end in 2000. Yeah. You know, but you're still dealing with like you're still dealing with like *Eyes Wide Shut* is in there. You're still dealing with like some kind of some weirder movies in the late '90s. Like, I mean, maybe Affleck. Uh, now? Coming in now? No. No. Hall I mean, no. It's still, it's like, it's those three. It's Connor face off the rock, but yeah, you can't. There's nothing. And he won an Oscar at the front end, and oh, oh, he didn't know, go who, in 60 Who, who seconds. could? Denzel. Denzel might Ooh. be the only other person that has done that type of thing. Yeah, because, because okay, so... Because so he, he won for an action drama. Which is in, like, 01 or something. Or while he was doing, you know, I mean, remember the 03, Titans was maybe. around there. Remember uh, the Titans is 2000, yeah, and, and and Man on Fire is 03, yep. uh, and late 90s, like, yeah, you know what? He's, He's the proba- only other boy. He's pro- He probably is, because, and even... even okay, little, okay. If we extend it a little further, Chris Crimson Tide's 95, ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'd love to look those numbers. That'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Um... Do we have that, that the face off, or the, the Snake Eyes trailer pulled? Can we just quit the show to watch Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes?
1: Anybody? <laughs> you, snake you, eyes? Want to, you want me to pull it up? Hey, let's roll yeah, it. Yeah, let's roll right, it. Do right, why, so. why not? Well, on subject. All right, thank you. You're, You're going cool. to somehow convince me to do this on our pitch snake this week. Eyes.
0: What does this have to do with the episode? <laughs> Nothing. Surprise, Drew.
1: <laughs> Hi, Rick Santoro. Hello, Rick Santoro. I'm Ricky! This <laughs> is <Ricky>. the king. <laughs> best, best thing, thing ever. ever. Sausage, Canadian bacon. Listen, why don't you just get to the lock and save time, all right? Look, I got business. Call me back at 5 There he is
0: probably like a, i was playing a coked out character very yeah, coked right. out right <laughs> exactly brian de palma yeah. your boy your favorite put a flashing light on your head while you're at it put oh, a flashing light on your head at Run in security at night i got a lot on my mind watch closely carefully
1: it was it a fragile punch Evan, that is right so
0: many ways beautiful woman alone at a fight
1: Listen to me, Mr. Secretary. I am telling you, you're
0: the one that's going to be sorry.
1: You will be a witness.
0: <laughs> a crime has been committed. Yeah. Can't hold sixteen thousand people. It's sixteen thousand eyewitnesses. Will be the truth. I'm a homicide
1: detective
0: and a material witness. You can't hold fourteen thousand people. There's fourteen thousand eyewitnesses. I've seen this trailer a lot of times. Yeah, I actually have two. I don't remember what movie it was before. Seven hundred twenty on the hotel side. What are you looking for? This is one of those movies that I convinced my mom to let me rent when I was younger and then while it was on she was like, you shouldn't have you shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> you sat down exactly when they wanted you to. They miss him with that second shot. I missed you.
1: Uh, no. Except your eyes. <laughs> I'm betting that the redhead you follow is the same person who told Tyler to throw the fight. She's one, shooter's two, Tyler's three. The drunker shouted the signal's four, whoever was on the other end of that radio was five. Five people. conspiracy, right? It sounds like he's conducting a very Water dangerous game. investigation.
0: <laughs> it's like the fact that this trailer exists in the run almost just gives him such an edge. Yeah. It's like, please, Rick. You're all alone on this. The house wins. Whew. This is like before people realized that Brian De Palma was in fact just a total hack. Yeah. Like, he was like, this is like, uh, once again, the tail end, like he had made Carlito's way like I think like five years earlier. It was also a time in movies that I loved when the bad guy just looked like the bad guy yeah. throughout the whole movie. There was never any doubt in anyone's mind that Gary Sinise wasn't the bad guy in that yeah. movie for one second. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, completely. What are you hoping the next trailer comes on? Maruky, <laughs> oh, love that movie. All right, um, all right. So let's uh, let's let's keep rolling. Uh, thanks for that, guys. Thanks for sticking with us.
1: Gone in sixty seconds. All right,
0: yeah. <laughs> back to well, the movie that we're actually talking about. HB uh, Halicki and Scott Rosenberg were the yeah. writers on this. Halicki actually wrote the original one. He yep. wrote, directed, and produced the original film. Yeah, yeah. He was in it, right? He has a part in it as well. I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which also, that was the first movie ever to where a car was a star credit. Eleanor has its own Wikipedia page. Really? She has her own page, that, huh. that Mustang GT, which I drive Mustang, pretty cool. Mustang. <laughs> Rosenberg, um, Rosenberg's big man. I mean Rosenberg, it's funny. His Rosenberg is one of those guys where if you think about this time period in the late 90s, you just think about like when you look at a guy's... Right uh, place, right time. Exactly. Yeah. you look at a guy's group of credits, it, you can always tell, is he a guy who, he had the right connections and he stuck with his craft for 15 years and he had a credit and, and this year and then seven years later and then he's on a TV show. Rosenberg, you like, look at what he wrote and it's like, Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, High Fidelity, right? Beautiful Girls. Yeah, Beautiful yeah. Girls. Which is a little different. Yeah, but those three, you're like, all right, so, so Con Air, like, it's a writing credit, but like you know, who knows if the script actually looked good before they made the movie or what, but... Yeah. I mean, and then you look at Gone in 60 Seconds and you're like, yeah, again, this is, like, pretty by-the-numbers schlock. There's so nothing it's... good but, about the writing. But it's funny, too, because High Fidelity is a great movie. Yeah. High Fidelity has a really good script, but it's also one of those things where it makes, that makes you think, how good were the scripts actually for Con Air and Gone in 60 before they had to be made into Bruckheimer action movies and the scripts had to just be, like, doctored and cut up and, like... Well, what's interesting about this movie is I guess Rosenberg left the project because him and Cena were not seeing eye-to-eye. <laughs> and guess who came in and did rewrites? Who? J.J. Abrams. Wow! J.J. Abrams and uh, Jonathan Hensley or something, they did uncredited rewrites. On Con in 60 Seconds. Which I wonder how bad it was before J.J. came on. Yeah, then. well, I mean, again, like, if you spend enough time working on it, and then you change stuff, <laughs> and then you're off of it, like, who knows what even made it in? Right. The we, we've talked about this a lot, how just, the idea of looking at somebody's credits and and theorizing about how it all happened. Especially, especially writers, more yeah. than anyone. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's, from our point of view, we do the research, so it's easy for us to draw some conclusions, and sometimes we'll get inside information, or there'll be something written that's, like, very, very telling. Yeah. But with the amount of research we have to do on the movies every week, it's really too hard to actually know the entire story of Scott Rosenberg's role in right. writing, and like what he wrote, and what, why he wanted to leave, and, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to actually find that stuff out accurately, so. He probably wrote... Eighty to ninety percent of it, I would think. Yeah, and then, you know? I mean, and then there's obviously a lot of stuff that's inspired and taken from the original. Mm-hmm. So you know, there, there is the source stuff. But I thought that was definitely funny. I I, I cracked up um, looking at it. Now, I believe beautiful girls. I believe beautiful girls. We've talked about that on here before. Yeah, I actually pulled the same thing that we said or that we pulled before because it was just it was just interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. We've, we've covered him. He, what was the... what Conair, Con yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah. Um, so on Beautiful Girls with uh, you know Dylan Hutton and Thurman, he said, it was the worst winter ever in, in a small hometown. Snowplows were coming by, and I was just tired of writing these movies with people getting shot and killed. So I said, there's more action going on in my hometown with my friends dealing with the fact that they can't deal with turning 30 or with commitment, and that became Beautiful Girls. Yeah. So that's, that was where the shift in his career came. We were just like... Because the movies he, he was writing, they, you can't feel fulfilled doing that right I mean like I wrote Con Air right cool oh if if I was the guy that had written Con Air by the way and I was like ever at a bar I would not pay for drinks I would tell everybody I would not pay for drinks do you know who I am (laughs) do you know who I am some like 21 year old kid who's like never seen it like I directed Con Air here look look at it it. (laughs) watch look he's like I don't I don't want to look at this I don't want (laughs) to see pictures of my camera phone um so I thought that was definitely interesting. And yeah, Rosenberg does continue to work as a TV writer and producer. Yeah, he's doing well for himself. Yeah, so he, he definitely uh, trans- transcended his genre. But his late 90s, 2000 run is pretty funny. Yeah. It's just such a, it's such a high-profile hodgepodge of movies that largely weren't good and then one that really was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can talk about producers. We don't need to because, you know, who produced it? Jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Mike exactly. Stenson. Like, just go look. Right. It, it, you, everyone knows who Jerry Bruckheimer is Yeah, he's point, done everything yeah I mean we've talked about Bruckheimer enough times on this <laughs> show and we do always try to approach every episode like it is the first one so just for anybody that's wondering Bruckheimer and Don Simpson had a partnership that lasted in the 80s they produced a lot of the biggest highest profile film projects mm-hmm. um, a lot of Michael Bay projects Don Simpson eventually died but Bruckheimer to this day continues to produce and, and he has transcended this generation as well so Gone in 60 Seconds uh, I mean The Rock and, and Armageddon all and the Pirates movies Con Air he yeah. then did the Pirates movies yeah I mean the guy just continues to do it so uh, he's yeah and then Mike Stenson is Top also Gun. huge
1: Yeah, Top Gun he'll be
0: producing Top Gun 2 if that happens which would be sweet we'll do Top Gun on the show one day that should be on our list of things to do soon really actually. it's Top Gun is the Top Gun to is to the one again. movie to watch it again it is the one movie that like is is when we talk about like our genre we have all these things in here and you ask somebody about like movies that they like that they think apply it's always said they always put Top Gun here they yeah. put it like in the top like that might be the one you guys start with absolutely and we don't even like we haven't even ever pitched we, yeah in fact and we love Cruise I'm, I'm pulling an audible we're gonna no, add a third really? a third part of the pitch no we're gonna add it to the pitch Cruise movie right now we're pitching two and we're gonna add Top Gun as part of the pitch Three. I'm going to pitch it because I like it. So, Donica, we're going we're gonna to put some on you. You're going to have to either pitch one of these other two movies. We're going to tell you last minute. Are this you is, prepared?
1: I'll be prepared. This is highly unprofessional. This is horrible. <laughs> I don't know what... The conditions I'm working on this whole damn show is out of order. <laughs> I'm oh. walking. I'm walking
0: out now. Uh, uh, okay, so Dominic Cena, also yeah. known as Michael Bay, it seemed yeah, like in this yeah. film, uh, he's one of the founders of Propaganda Films, which was a huge music video company. He uh, he got his notoriety doing that when he directed Janet G- Jackson's image redefining mu- music videos from the Rhythm Nation 1814 album, um, the Rhythm Nation. Uh, music video itself won uh, the Grammy for the best long form music mm. video and that was like his first thing he did all the cinematography on all, all of his own films he worked with everyone Fleetwood Mac Tina Turner Brian Adams yeah. everyone in the music business and then he had his breakout uh, in 93 he directed California Brad with, Pitt. with Brad Pitt yeah. which was actually it's kind of like a cult with a K hit yes with a K yeah I like California I actually uh, haven't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. It's a weird movie. It's it's a little quirky. It's uh-huh. it's like early Brad Pitt. Like he's fine, she's fine. It, it just uh, they weren't really who they were yet. And right, it's just a movie like I would I would never feel comfortable giving more than six point five on IMDb. Huh. Like, but I would never if it was a five, I would argue that it's much better than that. Okay, so it's firmly like one of those movies that's it's got a cult following. It's not great. Yeah, it got good reviews. Uh, it wasn't like very commercially successful. But then yeah. it took him seven more years before he did another film, which yes. was. Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. And then he went on to do uh, Swordfish. Yeah, the next year. Yeah. Which is, I think I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, I actually like, I don't mind, so I watched it again uh, a couple weeks ago and it was better than I remember it being. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> and then it's, he, his career goes down. Well, Season of the Witch <laughs> is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Whiteout, sort of, yeah. Like, when you find yourself directing Season of the Witch, you're the guy that gets that project, you know things aren't going so well. Yeah, what does that even mean as a director? Like, we know you won't ruin... Well, I guess there's not much to ruin. Here you go. Yes, like, is that much. what it is? He's like, Nick Cage is fantastic. I worked <laughs> with him ten years ago. Look, I worked I, with the guy a lot. I, I, <laughs> I believe I know. <laughs> look, I celebrate the guy's entire <laughs> catalog. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely. Whiteout should have been good because Whiteout was based on an amazing comic book by Greg Rucka, which mm-hmm. is like awesome. Um, Swordfish has its moments. Swordfish is like where Travolta like was still almost not like he hadn't become irrelevant yet. Yeah. Because he became irrelevant, and then he became relevant again in the mid '90s with those his stretch of three or four movies, and then right around 2001 is like, was this the, was Swordfish? Halle Berry's God in 60 Seconds was oh, that when you first saw? Because there's those couple scenes when she's like in her bathing suit, and then and you're one just like the one topless scene, yeah, the famous yeah, scene. yeah, and you're like, oh, we. yeah. Which, yeah. apparently, I don't know how much money she got. It was, like, a lot. Of yeah, money. it was a lie. I remember that when she it came out. She got a huge out. amount of money for the topless scene. Um, yeah, and, and it was such an unnecessary topless scene. Right. Yeah. But, but it was just because everyone wanted to know. Yeah, right, right, right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I would say in some ways. Like, I know Monster's Ball was like. It's the big one. Yeah, that's, like, her girl interrupted. But it's, like, it's different. Because yeah, everybody saw different. Swordfish, and you yeah. saw her topless in Swordfish, and it was just, like, a stupid action movie, whereas, like. Monster's Ball is. Not. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I yeah. think I think uh, Jolie and that's funny that Jolie and Barry had in, like in the right same there, director's yeah. movie, Back Back Years. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So, critical box office. This movie was produced by uh, Buena Vista. It cost ninety million dollars to make. It was a summertime movie. It came out in two thousand, yep. uh, June of two thousand. It grossed one hundred and one domestically and one hundred thirty five worldwide for a total of two hundred thirty seven million. <sighs> Should it have made more money? I guess. I, I, I sort of would have assumed that it did. Right. Um, I guess. I, yeah, I, I just would have assumed that... I mean, that was a good chunk of change back then still, but it was a $90 million movie, mm. so it didn't even triple its budget, and it's, like, peop- stars that are kind of at the top of their car- top of their career, yeah. you know? I wonder, like, it, we were talking about a sequel, and it's, like, I, I wonder how beloved this movie really actually is right. historically, like, in the way that they, they rebooted uh, Fast and the Furious. I sort of wonder, like, could you actually make a sequel? Would it be successful? Would people see it? Maybe not. Do you think it would have to go more dark and serious or more like... No, if you were to make a sequel, it would just... You would go with the you'd same. You'd have to go with the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you were going to remake it... But then again, remaking it might just flop like Point Break flopped. Right. But then again, you would just put a star in it. As That's coming out on video soon. Point Break? Yeah, we can we, watch we it. We do have to do it on here. Yeah, so we more. have to. We have to. And I actually... Have, I watched some of the behind-the-scenes stunt stuff again recently it looks insane yeah like the suns literally look like some of the craziest shit we I've ever seen we should pick two for that week that we do we should pick two like new remakes that are not good that are not good and do one, and of, them. Do one of them yeah yeah, and see what people and nobody will watch the episode <laughs> nope
1: <laughs> pull out with our friends of guilty movie pleasures why not yeah there you go yeah, we that should that pair up, it's been up again. again it's been a yeah. long time yeah
0: yeah uh, critically this movie has a 6.5 the number that you said uh, California yeah. you should have to me this is this is like better than that because this movie holds together this movie is better than that it's bad, but right. it holds together in a way that is 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 like enjoyable in the same way that a lot of the movies that that get over sevens. Yeah, do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I'm tr- I'm trying to think of another movie that like feels very much like watching this. Like how okay, how does Face Off get a ninety? Yeah, exactly. Or how does how does Con Air get a better review than this movie? Yeah, when like. I guess this movie's not as like sort of unintentionally hilarious. It's just like a little like a little bit like dumber and like not good. I think it doesn't have that same feeling that you like. It's not quite there with the same like fun you had watching Con Air and Face Off. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's fair. It's a fair point. I mean, I don't know. I I, I still love this movie, and, and maybe it's just our age that I put it in that, in that category. But I, I guess it should have made more money. It's still a lot though. Two two thirty seven yeah, on a nine million dollar yeah. investment is a huge success and. The careers of all these guys. so so Cage didn't really drop off for about six more years. yeah, that he had real bad. Because like, then he starts doing like next. Yeah. Because National <laughs> Treasure is is in the next few years. But he's got. And National Treasure was massive. Also, yeah. Bruckheimer. Yeah. And then he's got, he's got Matchstick Men a year or two after this. I think I like ad- that movie. adaptation might be right after this. Mm-hmm. The Weatherman is in there. It's, it's, it was like the end of his action. Yeah. And then he goes into it again, but he fails. Yeah, exactly. He tried to resurrect it in the mid 2000s. And I think by 07, because I recall the, the one year my buddy Teddy and I in Seattle went to see all these bad movies. Like, we for almost a year, every Saturday, we would go see the, the worst movie of the week with the highest expectations. Right, and I think in a year's worth of movies, we saw like four Nick Cage movies of or something. Or they're f- all horrible. Yeah, we, I know that we saw. I know that we saw Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah, I'm positive yep. that we saw Knowing. Yep. Um, did you see next? It was a couple years earlier. Okay, uh, but there's at least one other that year I remember. And just like everything you did, you were just like, "This is shameful. <laughs> this is bad, this Nick. Is this is, really is bad, bad." But I stuff. love you. I yeah. still love you. <laughs> yeah. I carried the torch for a while. I like antiques. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then I love the Rotten Tomato scores for this movie because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's got a 24% <laughs> by all critics, a 19% by top critics, and a 77 by the audience. That is so entirely influenced by when this came out, too, because... Yeah. They were like, by his third action movie in ninety seven, they were like, All right, guys, just they, stop it was just like, Paige, you just won an Oscar two years ago. What are you doing it's to your career suicide? Yeah. You know, and then and then he'd like you know, he bring out the dead, he tries these movies, these failure, snake eyes, and eight millimeter. By the time this came out, they were just like All right, you blew it, man. You're done. Five years later and you're still making these crappy movies. Like, what are you doing? And then the audience is like, this movie's sweet. i will give it a 77. (laughs) His hair's like, what's that guy's name in the Bible? Samson? It's like Nick Cage. When his his hairline starts going back, he starts losing his power. Yeah, yeah. And he also, in this one, he had the great, the blonde, like, slight part (laughs) but like, dyed, like, very, very blonde hair. Oh, man. All right. So uh, Lawrence Terenzi gives this uh, a fresh review saying... Discounting certain holiday theme movies, there has rarely been a film so in touch with the season of its release as Gone in 60 Seconds, which I, w- I pulled that specifically for. Everything we've talked about, <laughs> it came out right at the back end of that type of movie. Yeah, you know, it came out in the summertime. It was like a summertime fun action flick. Yeah, the end of this great run of action movies from the two th- or from the 90- 90s. Yeah, um, it's true. I mean, like this movie couldn't have come out any earlier or any later. Yeah, and done better. It would have just been earlier on. You would have been like, "All right, cool." So you're you're already done, Nick. You're you're already given yeah, right. up. Yeah, yeah. And then if it was any later, people like, "I'm not gonna watch that shit." Yeah, exactly. So the other the other review, San Jose Mercury News, Glenn Level writes, "The script by Scott Rosenberg starts out stringing together underworld cliches, and about midpoint when it becomes obvious nothing is working, turns on itself in a desperate attempt at self parody." So th- there's so many things about this movie, and this is what I want to talk about this for a minute because there's so many things about this movie that are like what is this doing here and how did you guys convince yourself that this was like actually credible right the first time that he meets Tony B is like it's Tony B right The is that his name the guy with the the guy who kind of looks like Nick Cannon a little bit yeah yeah no I know I, I can't remember his name he's like Tony B a lot of scotch yeah he looks at him <laughs> and he's, he's like hey Reigns and he's like he's like Tony B, I'm just in town for a few days for my yeah. family. And then he just like hits them and they're fighting. It's just like, I, I just, I don't even believe you would know how to interact with each other. Like, you no. don't, like, Memphis, you don't sell me as a guy that was like a badass at no. any time in your career. The same with the, with the, I totally forgot about like that black gang that's like out to kill him the whole movie. No, that's what I'm talking about. Well, that's what you're talking that's about. That's the lead I guy. Talking about the cop. Oh, okay. All right. No, yeah, no, that, that no. just makes so much more yeah, sense yeah. now. Delroy yeah, Delroy Lindo's the cop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 when well, the two of them <laughs> interact with each other, like, I just need three days. Yeah. He's like, all right. And you're also like, how long ago did you quit? Because this guy looks like he, he had to have been like 17. <laughs> yeah. Like, how does he even know who you are? Like, the world changed. Yeah, just the whole thing is just like that. That just was like very strange to me. So good. Yeah, and then like dealing with them with the Axel and the cops. It was just dumb. Yeah, it's like that part of the movie was completely unnecessary. Yeah, it added nothing. Yeah, completely agree with you. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, favorite line. You want to go? Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I like mine. So, mine is when the the the, the helicopter's chasing the Mustang. Yeah. He's chasing Eleanor. He's like 120, 130, 140. Sir, this is a. I can't remember what he says. It's not an Apache. Oh, he's gone. It yeah. was just sweet. Like, it was just like the way he said, he's gone. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I was watching him just flying, like, 160 miles an hour in that car. Susan a Apache, he's gone. <laughs> like, done. So, I like. I, I, I like when you first meet Raymond Colitri yeah. and he's like Reigns I hate everything about your fucking culture yeah. and he's like he's just like the worst villain he's just not very convincing he's so like, bad kind of evil but like his whole carpentry thing is yeah like, like at like, the end of the movie when he like is breaking where he's like ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no!" <laughs> it's like a really dumb villain and he's like he looks at him and he's like metal's cold soulless wood's warm. Yeah. Forming a piece of furniture is like watching a baby born or something. <laughs> raising <laughs> a child. Yeah. It's like raising a child. You're like, what are you talking like, about? Why is this happening? Didn't you just crush a guy in a car compactor? Yeah, like, you're, you're you're the definition of a cliche villain that talks way too much. And you're, like, trying to find the like, because they all have, like, oh, like, they, like, have an orchid collection or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. all those villains have something <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, so good. Also, he's like, he pulls the sheet off and he's like, also made my first one of these. Like, it's we'll, a coffin. <laughs> I don't know what he says it's a coffin. Yeah, you're like, oh, thanks. But he shows it, and then he opens the coffin because <laughs> yeah. Jesse weren't sure of what it was. Yeah, because you, it, well, you, you also thought his brother might be in it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah or that's it, what they were trying to make you it think was, in case it wasn't inferred. Let me open it and show you the upholstery that I spent it's a lot a of time finishing. Um, oh, you know what? One thing I wrote down here uh, was just um, Scott Kahn porn star. Doesn't he always look like a porn star in everything he does? He does a little bit, yeah. Like, I can never take him seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> I just, I'm just i waiting for him to show up with a pizza one day. Sky God? <laughs> yeah. I saw him at a restaurant in Hollywood a couple years back. Wait, did that happen to me or did someone tell me? No, I did. Yeah, Was yeah. that
1: me? Yeah, it's so weird. Social media does that to you yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got one. Okay. What is uh, it from our wonderful <laughs> Mister Memphis uh, when he's at the the car dealership doing the uh, doing the research? Yeah, there's too many self indulgent wieners in the city with too much bloody money. Yeah,
0: <laughs> too good. He is pretty sweet when he's oh, that guy. Oh he, yeah, he's so that. good. Yeah, that part's amazing. Well, you definitely wouldn't be a wiener, sir. Yeah. What's he say? <laughs> he's like, there were three of these parts out outside the local Starbucks this morning. He's fantastic. He's hi. Really... I'm Roger. What can I do to help you? Yeah. I'm also Roger. Two Rogers don't make a right that's ride. <laughs> I forgot yeah, it's so oh. good two rogers don't make a ride. is pretty good i'm so glad i was just reminded of two rogers don't make a Me ride. too. that was a great moment that's, that's a, a classic th- that's like nick cage in his element yeah is that scene yeah, yeah. that's what he does best That damn it we love you yeah God. we needed that so bad
1: any um, other, any, any other uh, favorite line shout outs or, or, or yeah, no yeah. i mean just that whole scene like champagne would fall from the heavens doors would open velvet ropes would part <laughs> He's, doing even, he's, good even, shit. he's even getting a good cage
0: accent. Good. I learned it from this watching you. Learning, we're doing well for ourselves, Bateman. All right, so we don't have our rankings officially out this week, but we're, like, generally, where does this feel? Well, what like it happened is was for we you? kept we kept being like, no, no, no one ranks in this, and then we got here we're like, oh shit, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, like so, like just generally, like I know now. Now getting in the top twenty is very hard. It's It's, yeah. it's getting tough. Well, because we've we've done almost fifty, so it's full. I, this is probably for me, like in the forties. Okay, Maybe so. end of the 30s, but probably 40s. Yeah, I would put this somewhere probably in the 30s for me. I'm thinking I, I I don't have it in front of me, but like something like Tombstone, I think is like somewhere in like the somewhere in the 20s for me now. Yeah, and to me this is like a little behind it. So I definitely have this behind Tombstone. So I think this is probably somewhere in the 30s for me. But we'll we'll pull the list next week and update it with this and next week's film uh, and get that all completely updated. Shall we? Uh, shall we get into recast? Let's do it. All I right. feel good about mine. I'm a little on the fence. Um, I don't I don't love mine, but. But mine also backs my thesis to where I thought I should I sh- you should remake it as a real like a, a real movie, Jack. <laughs> okay, so pi- uh, do you want to pitch our full casts then? Because I-, I didn't go with that at all. I went with just like a like a... yeah, sure. All right, so you pitch your cast. All right, so uh, this is if you remade God in sixty seconds right now, 2016, 2017, as like a real movie, yeah. The real director, a little more intense, still has some comedy in it, but yeah, uh, it would it would probably fall in like the ridiculously legitimate category if on our show. So I went with Eccleston who originally was just like any guy yeah anyone that's been watching Daredevil there's that one episode with the Irish bad guy that you think's gonna be like a new bad guy but then he's not okay uh, him it would be great but I wrote so Ray Fiennes yeah like if we actually had a real bad guy I like Ray Fiennes he's intimidating he's scary yeah. and I love him as a bad guy he's so good in in Bruges um, and he'd be able to do the comedy for G. Bonnie Ravisi I did uh, Ben Foster okay because I think that they're like the same person right they're like each other's spirit animal yeah yeah uh, for Jolie, I did it because there's no one that's quite as edgy and as hot and as up-and-coming as Jolie was at the time, other yeah. than Margot Robbie. That's exactly why I went with. Of course, you it's, have to. It's the yeah. blonde hair, it's the look, it's everything. She, she's She is, like, truly the perfect. It's a weird one because I've used her a bunch of times before. Yeah. But for this, she's literally perfect. Is perfect. Yeah. There's very few people that are better. Yeah. Alicia McCantor, maybe. <laughs> uh, and then I went with Chris Pratt. For the lead? You think he's yep. old enough to be the older brother? Uh, For Ben Foster? I mean, Ben Foster can look young. That's one thing I thought about. Yeah. Um, but maybe they could, they could just be like twins even. Closer in age. You know what I mean? They could be twins or he's a few years older. More like an Aaron Paul maybe? Yeah. yeah. Aaron Paul would be good. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter too much. I just think that Chris Pratt has that movie star comedy that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't think Aaron Paul does. Even though I love Aaron Paul, yeah. he doesn't have that leading man charisma. Yeah, Aaron Paul wouldn't be the leader, but yeah, but as, uh, as the brother, you mean? Though. No, no, no. I'm saying, or who are you saying for Aaron Paul, Donica? As Rubisi? As, no, as Cage. As Cage. So. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't see that, but I could see. <coughs> I could see Rubisi. I could see Rabisi being Aaron Paul. Yeah, I could. See, that that's actually a good cast. But yeah, Chris yeah. Pratt, I think has it. Fair enough. So one of uh, one of the people in here said Chris Pine. Chris Pine would be good. I think he's. I I don't know. I don't feel he's not dirty enough or gritty enough. I yeah. don't think he's too pretty boyish. I like Pine. I mean, Pine fits. It, it's I, so so. Check this. I went with a weird recast. Okay. All right. So for the villain, just because he reminds me of him so much, but I think he's such a better actor. I went with Dennis Leary as Eccleston. Dennis Leary. Because like it. I saw him in this movie first, and I was like, is that Dennis Leary? I was like, no, that's not Dennis Leary. He just kind of looks like him. Right. But then I was like, but older Dennis Leary doesn't make any worse of a casting choice. Like he's got to be in his forties, fifties. Fifties. 50s Yeah. But he's great. Yeah, he's great. And he would be able to like play this villain in a way that I would find like less dumb, more believable, and, he, and more intimidating. Yeah. And, easily and older, which I think is great. Yeah, so I would go with him as the villain. It's funny because I actually did think of just going old originally. Yeah, you know, because it doesn't matter. The other one that I almost went with was um, what the hell's his name? The guy he was just in the New Point Break. He's he's uh, oh, the lead guy. No, 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 um, he's he's uh, the the right hand man to Jack and the Departed. I can never fucking remember his name. Oh, uh, Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone. Yeah, I love Ray Winstone. Yeah, me too. And Ray Winstone would be a good villain here. He's yeah. actually intimidating. Oh, dude, he's awesome. So he was my other choice. Then uh, for John uh, Rabisi, I went with Egerton Edgerton. Okay. Um, but he'd have to play the American accent. He would have to yeah. legitimately play the American accent. he'd have to, accent. like, grime himself up a little bit, which I think he could do. But he could totally do Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have to be all not, jacked. Not like a punk kid like he is in Kingsman, no. but, like, grimy. Yeah, a little older. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he could I think he could totally pull it off. Uh-huh. Margot Robbie. Yep. Um, which is a little weird because of the age thing. Like, they don't even really explain it here. Like, yeah, they never even really talked about the relationship. She looks like she's maybe supposed to be... Thirty-two, but Maybe, like, or but she, she could also be like twenty-five. She like doesn't look thirty-two at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my lead, this is a little weird, but I went Casey Affleck. Huh. So with Casey Affleck, my thought was this: I I just think you could you could take like a little bit less of a corny point of view, and he could be a little more awkward, a little less intimidating. What type of movie are you? What what are you? What's the movie you're pitching? Uh, I'm just going with like more like, like more. Like if they were gonna do like a sequel. Essentially, uh, like no, like a remake, but like less dumb. Like okay. just, just like take out. Like you don't need the comic relief character. Right, you can, you can kind of get rid of like you most mean Kevin of- Hart. <laughs> who it would be in yeah. a movie like this now you yeah. could get rid of most of the younger crew like uh-huh. you, could, you could have two or three of them maybe and they could actually be intelligent as opposed to like Toby and these
1: characters yeah, who just like yeah. don't add anything to the movie and for except me except for dude who gets shot when he's trying to pick up a car just because he wanted to be there yeah exactly
0: yeah. And, so dumb
1: and then for me like Casey Affleck is
0: like he's old enough that I can believe he actually has the maturity to do it uh, I could. Bl- I think he actually has dramatically enough to carry the role. Does and he have that movie star charisma? See, I don't. I wouldn't be casting him for that. You wouldn't. I don't think he needs it in this movie. Okay. Because I think the movie. Could starts- he be the two Rogers? <laughs> maybe couldn't pull that scene off. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's a weak recast on Casey. <laughs> two Rogers don't make a ride. <laughs> You're not sold. Two, two Rogers. Right? Uh, so okay. So okay. If let's 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 pair Taron with a better Casey Affleck. Then okay. Um, so, who would who would fit Taron better as? as as Raymond as his his younger brother no no no. so Taron's the younger brother yeah so you're saying who would be his better older brother yeah Yeah. who could we replace Affleck with someone kind of like anybody in the chat want to throw something in I don't know man I don't know that's tough
1: I'll look at it
0: yeah, it was a weird one. I I, I like the idea of Casey Affleck playing the role, mm-hmm. but you're right that he can't. The two Rodgers is a good point. <laughs> you need to be able to do the two Rogers. Scene two
1: Rogers you, is a sticking point.
0: That's, you that's ridiculous. You can't cut two Rodgers, Don't you make it right from you the can't. movie. It's too important. We also didn't recast Delroy Lindo, which is important. I know. I don't know. I I, I it was my fault because I did the, I did the outline before watching the movie again, and I yeah. forgot how important he was. Yeah, he's such a memorable character for me. Like Delroy Run is like. Yeah, love. yeah. <laughs> he's just great. Like he uh, is. I, I just like, uh, and he's great in so many things. He's so great in Get Shorty. Do you remember that? Yeah, he's fantastic in uh Congo. Like, eating my sesame yeah. cake. That's him. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is him. That's our buddy Alex. he Likes that line. That's definitely him.
1: Wow. That's a hundred
0: percent. All right. Him. No, it is. It is a hundred percent him. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. crazy. Um. He's the thing, rains. <laughs> You cross the street outside of a crosswalk. You use an aerosol can in a way otherwise than it's otherwise intended. <laughs> I'm gonna put you away for good. You away for good. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Don't you ever talk about my wife? Uh, what about uh, Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, he has he's like just, a couple dumb wives. but not not matters. Doesn't matter. Yeah, this is like before he was super famous. That'd be too. sweet. That'd be a sweet role to have. Yeah, like on, as an up and coming actor, that's like perfect for him. Yeah, it's great. uh Cage versus Cruz. Cage is in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two Rogers don't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that we've seen Cruise pull off more comedy. I, I have faith that he could pull it off. Oh, totally. But 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 Cage just makes this movie. Cage is the reason this movie is even entertaining. Cage did most of his stunt driving too. Really? Like Cruise would. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Sweet. Everyone underwent stunt training, but yeah. Cage did the most. Excellent. Um, there are three action movie categories. There I we are. We talk about them. It's totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, ridiculously legitimate. If a movie is totally legitimate, it is a movie like Terminator 2, a movie that totally holds together. It's 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 great. It's awesome. It's critically acclaimed. It's sort of hard to actually pick it apart. Yeah. Movies that are totally ridiculous are movies like Con Air and Face Off, where they just kind of are absurd, but they're very entertaining. Yes. They don't really hold together very well. Um, You'd have a harder time defending it. Yes. <laughs> uh, and where movies that are ridiculously legitimate or legitimately ridiculous, depending on which way you go with it, uh, are. Movies like like The Slick Speed or Point Break or yeah, Predator or The Predator. Rock. They're, yeah, they're, they're driven by a pretty strong performance. There's somebody who's very memorable in the movie. Yeah. So you're 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 Swayze from Point Break or you're Ed Harris in The Rock. And other than that, the movie is kind of silly and falls apart. Right. But there's like, still sweet moments. It holds together well though, dramatically. Like you're 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 in the whole time, you just find yourself laughing kind of unintentionally. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, this movie. It's totally ridiculous because it it doesn't have that character. Yeah, it doesn't really ever hold together. It just feels pretty absurd the whole time. Yeah, you know, because it, it, on paper you would think this movie is in the middle category. Yeah, completely. But you're right because like even when you were just describing the categories, I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think this movie is in the middle category, but I don't know why not. But that's why. That's exactly it. it is it doesn't hold? What, 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 what was? What did you exactly say? It doesn't hold together. Right. It's just you're saying, Yeah, it just it doesn't it's uh, it doesn't have that performance. And yeah, there's no that's it. There's no performance in this movie that you're like, ah, uh, like it it grounds you it brings you back in it where you're really invested. And it's not compelling in the same way. Like if maybe Robert Duvall was getting like his life was threatened the whole time as well and he had moments, like maybe that could have done it but there's no one in it I've seen this movie so many times that this morning I was doing my prep on the couch while watching TV and or not watching TV while watching the movie uh-huh. on my computer and I was you know I was up and down up and down watching it and if this movie was I think in the middle category or the legitimate category I would have found myself pulled up and staring at the screen yeah, for longer that, that never happens. but I was doing the like two minutes down for ten two minutes down for ten yeah yeah um 10 seconds, not 10 minutes.
1: Because I was going to say,
0: damn. <laughs> uh, and I just, I mean, I know the movie well enough to know it. But, like, right. I didn't find myself, other than a couple parts, really Because even those movies in. that you know so well, at those moments, you've are you're, you're, you're you got to watch it. You Terminator have 2, to watch that moment. I'm in. Yeah. Crimson Tide, I'm totally in. Even in other movies that are totally ridiculous, like uh, Independence Day, you still have to watch The Pullman Speech yeah. every single time. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Um, Yeah, so totally ridiculous. Yep. So we've got one part of the show left, and this is going to be an interesting one. We call it The Pitch. And also, normally we would pitch two movies, we're going to be pitching three because I'm going to be pitching Top Gun. Yeah, Um, apparently. You are going to be pitching... I'm going to (laughs) pitch... Source Code. The Source Code. The Source Code. And Donica, you're going to be pitching The Fifth Element. Yes, I will. Which I I feel like I'm screwed in this one. Maybe. There's no way Source Code beats Fifth Element and Top Gun.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely true.
0: <laughs> but we Source Code, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is not going to win. It's basically like um, Edge of Tomorrow on a train, which I was really resistant to watching this movie. Yeah, My me, sister me said She's like, oh, it's great. You'll love it. And I'm like, all right. Um, this movie's sweet. It's really good. It's actually really good. Yeah. And it's a lot more intelligent than you think it's going to be. Gyllenhaal's awesome in it. Yep. And it's just a good, gripping movie to where... You, you, you don't have it all figured out. Yeah. The I, whole time, you're, it's one of those movies where you're trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. You're never sitting there like, ah, I know this. He's the bad guy. He's going to die, and this is why, you know? Totally agree with you. I, I saw this on an airplane, I'm pretty sure, uh, and I don't remember why I decided to watch it because I hadn't heard anything about it. Right. And I was totally surprised. Me too. And I loved it, and I think it's great. I love I love when that happens watching movies. Um, Top Gun. Pitch Top Gun right now. Jesus Christ! Top Gun is the breakthrough cruise action movie. <coughs> it's referred to by many people as the defining action movie of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is Cruise's most famous action movie role. It is also referred to as the greatest popcorn action movie of all time. A lot of the time, it's an ultimate combination of just like hilarious absurdity, great action scenes, incredible one-liners, latent homosexuality. Yes, um, it's the movie is fantastic <laughs> in so many ways, and it, there's no way a Top Gun episode won't be. Fun on this show. Well, yeah, it's it's our boy. Yeah, and both of them. It will absolutely happen. So if you don't want to vote for it this week, you can vote for it another week. Yeah, Um, it it will be done on the show eventually. Yeah, it's just we talked about Top Gun. We should do it eventually. It's a great episode. I'm really curious to see who wins between these two, between Fifth Element and Top Gun. Because those are two. Don't count yourself out, son. Source Code.
1: (laughs) Hey, Source Code's a a solid movie. It's awesome. From the most recent era. But when you're dealing with a movie like Fifth Element that has iconic sci-fi action as well as iconic performances, uh, Willis, last vestiges of his hair, Mm -hmm. can't be beat. That's true. Um, And this movie stands up because it still has practical effects that don't. They they haven't aged poorly. Like you still watch it, everything feels real, super awesome. You can't deny Ruby Rod. There's too much good in this movie. Yeah. Let's not forget. Like, let's not forget. Who does one here? Chris Tucker talk like this? Yeah. Gary, <laughs> Gary Oldman. Oh my <laughs> Gary oh, god. Gary awesome. Oldman. Chris Tucker.
0: Yeah. yeah. This is like prime time Oldman. Um, this is also directed yeah. by uh, Luke Besson, who ended up doing the Taken franchise, mm-hmm. which uh, which is pretty awesome. This is like one of his early gigantic hits. Yeah, they rhyme. You know, tonally. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. Uh, well, those are the three. Mo- uh, uh. <laughs> So three ahead, movies, in and It's three. Versus the fifth element. And we will be voting on those. So guys, of course, thank you for tuning in. Follow us each on Twitter. I'm Ben Bateman Media. I am at Andrew Guy. This is Mark Donica. Uh Soapbox Donica. The Mark Mark B. Mark B. Donica. Yeah. Mark B. Donica. That's me. And uh follow the podcast at MA Podcast so you can vote on the movie for next week. Uh, I want to thank really quickly before we're off the air. Uh, screen Junkies for having me on yesterday on TV yeah, fights. Yeah, check uh, that out. I was a guest. It's on Screen Junkies Plus. There is a paywall, but if you do decide that you can get like a one-month trial or a three-month trial or something like that, uh, and I uh, was on a Walking Dead-themed TV fight, and I won my first fight, which yeah. is amazing because it's really hard to win. Very hard. And, uh, and I was gripping and intense. I'd like to think that you've learned from my tutelage on this show. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks.